every day of the week. Every day of the week, I can hear that song. I know I say it all the time, but it's true. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. Before I go any further, I just got to say, unfortunately, I'm not an official affiliate of UGA. I have no official ties to UGA. Outside the fact that I'm just your average, normal, little crazed, obsessed, fanatic, bleeding red and black, yelling go dogs, barking, yelling, snarling, Georgia Bulldog fan. That's all I am. That's all I am. I'm so excited. Real quick, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button to the We Are Dog Nation podcast. Follow follow me on Twitter at We Are Dog Nation. Instagram, We Are Dog Nation. All right. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Please subscribe. Please come back. And if you are a second-time listener and so on, thank you for coming back. Maybe I'm doing something right in your eyes. Keep listening. Keep coming back. Let's have some fun with this thing. Talk about a dog. Leave your comments. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know what you think. What you want to talk about next. So, all that good stuff. But right now, we're talking about G-Day. 2018. 82,184 on hand. And the only reason why it wasn't 93,000 plus, because we did not end zone. 10,000 seats are redone in the construction right now and were blocked off. Otherwise than that, it'll be 93,000 plus, baby, all over again. But that will be next year. Anyway, so we're going to get to it all today. G-Day, the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers, all of us in line, the defense. Woo, the defense. They was not playing out there. Gave Jake Fromm a hard time. We'll talk about that in a second. And the incoming freshmen and the impact that it had on the recruits that was there at Georgia on Saturday. A lot of big-time recruits get to a little bit of that. So, stay tuned. Come right up. Is there a quarterback controversy between Jake Fromm and Justin Fields? No. Nor should it be. Come right up. I'll explain next. All right, let's get to it. Welcome back. All right. Jake Fromm, Justin Fields. Quarterback controversy? Absolutely not. Uh, let me explain why for a second. We talked about Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is a, a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Very bright, very, very bright young man. Very high uh, football IQ. Um, come out of high school. At first, he was a four-star going into the uh, all-star game the Auburn All-Star Game in San Antonio. Really showed out there. Got a bump in his ratings up to five-star. Uh, a very interesting story, a very interesting story about Jake Fromm. He gets to San Antonio and gets the playbook. Within 24 hours of getting his playbook, he finds a mistake that this five-time um, head coach, state championship winning head coach, made a mistake on in the formation. Realizing that a certain route does not go with certain formation. Within 24 hours, these guys are very, very bright. Get Lee San Antonio, becomes the captain down there at the All-Star game. Lee San Antonio gets to Athens, Georgia, gets down there. First thing he does is get all the wide receivers' phone number and say, look, 
when I call you, to throw at you, I need to meet you. If you can't be there, you need to tell me why. This young man been leading from day one. And then we saw his work and his work that he put in with the film room study, how serious he takes the game, leading us to big victories this season, over Notre Dame at Notre Dame, the SC Championship, and wasn't his fault, but a busted play away from winning national championship back in January. So Jake Fromm is, is the guy. But he did have a tough day. He had a really tough day on Saturday. What could have been four interceptions. And I don't think it's this Jake Fromm not being Jake Fromm. I think it's that first team defense that after that letdown of that busted play, they're not having it no more. That first team defense, and Kirby said that the first, this defense has a chance to be better than the defense was last year. And I'm so hoping so. I really think that first-team defense has really beat them up pretty good. Now, at the same time, at the same time, you face each other every day. So you kind of know what Jake Fromm's going to do, what he's about. So you see it day in, day out, and compete against, compete against each other. So that had a lot to do with it. So if, if you worry about Jake Fromm, you shouldn't be. Trust me, he's the man for this season. And I really believe come 2020 in the spring, he'll be a first-round draft pick. Don't worry about him. He had a rough day. That is not an indication how the season's going to go. But, oh my goodness, let's talk about Justin Fields. We knew he was good. Number one quarterback in the country coming out. Uh, number one player in the country coming out of high school. Running 4'5", 40, 6'3", 220 pounds. Rocket arm, great speed, and it showed why. He really, he had 200-plus yards passing. So did Jake Fromm. But he had 200-plus yard pass and a touchdown and one interception. But really, uh, I could see where if he hadn't had the whistle blown on him, I understand why, because it's G-Day, you got to protect the quarterback. But he hadn't had the whistle blown on him, he could have easily had 200 yards passing and 100 yards rushing. The kid is dynamic. Oh, he's dynamic. There was one play where he was being rushed and the, the, the defensive lineman put his hand out and he readjusted his body to throw over these linemen. A beautiful play. Another play where he uh, took off like 15, 20 yards running before he got touched. There's so many great things for this young man. So I'm very, very excited about the future of Justin Fields. Where we're going. We're in great hands. We're from there. So this is really, really great. To have a, a problem with two five stars at your on your field that's capable of winning games, that's a beautiful problem to have. So we're in good hands for quite some time with Jay Fromm and Justin Fields, but no con- quarterback controversy. Make no mistake about it. Make no mistake about it. Jay Fromm's the man. All right, but coming up next, get into the wide receivers, the running backs, with a tight end, trying this, could this all this down. Not make it too long. All right, coming up, offense. All right, let's get into it. Um, the offense, the rest of the offense, the running backs. Oh, my goodness. Now, I do realize that DeAndre uh, Swift is hurt. He's coming back. A little groin injury. He'll be okay. Zeus, uh, a- well, uh, with Zamir White, a.k.a. Zeus, is dealing with uh, his ACL injury. 
but he's really come along really, really strong. And I really believe he'll be ready. He'll be ready by September 1st. Um, James Cook will be here in June. And of course, the Lodge of Holyfield, you know, tough runner, does make great plays like we saw before. But Brian Harrier, I am really high on Brian Harrier. I really believe this young man is a Sunday back. If we had to, you know, make Brian Harrier our workhorse, I really believe this young man has the potential to be a 1,700 to 1,800-yard all-purpose back. He can catch the ball very well. He can run between the tackles, outside the tackles, make somebody miss, put a hit on you, run the ball. I, I just hope that he gets a lot of carries this year and get his time to shine because I'm very, very high on him. He reminds me a lot of Sonny Michelle. Maybe not quite as good, but just right below Sonny Michelle. And I hope to put the ball in his hands. The wide receivers, oh my goodness, the wide receivers are the best I've seen in a long time in Georgia. Matter of fact, completely, I think it's the best group, the best group of wide receivers I've seen at Georgia. Uh, Riley Ridley, I believe, will have a break, breakout year this year. It was so good to see Terry Darwin on the field catching some passes because leading up to the G-Day game, he had some issues with his knees. So to see him out there playing with no brace, that is just really, really good to see. McCoy Harmon, who kind of had some early drops early on in the season last year, really came on strong towards the end. And now you got he, – he said he's very comfortable now. He's really add flash to his game. He already runs a 4340. This, these wide receivers only give the secondary some problems. Not to mention Jeremiah Holloman and Trey Blunt and Matt Landers and the freshman, <clears throat> Karis Jackson and Kill and the senior Kill Crompton. I really think Karis Jackson and Akil Crompton are really gonna contribute a lot on special teams. I really see that. Um those guys are special in their own right. Now the offensive line. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. It's the deepest and the best I've seen at Georgia. When you got four stars and five-star offensive linemen backing up other four stars and five-star offensive linemen, that is deep. That is some deep depth on the, on the, on the team there. A lot of great competition. So, very excited about that. Um, so, getting to it next, we'll get into uh, the defense, how well they played. They they was just, they played lights out. They, they really gave my man Jay Fromm a hard time. I kinda, I'm kind of spanning on that. And after that, we'll get into some of the incoming freshmen that you might not know about and what, they, what they're going to bring to the table. We'll talk about some of the recruits that was there at the G-Day game and the impact it had on them. So, come right up next. Stay tuned. All right, welcome back. Oh, before I forget, the tight ends. It felt so good to see Isaac Nodder get into the mix. He is such a very, very talented young man, uh, five-star tight end, which is very rare to come out of high school. 
Uh, he's a junior this year, so very excited about him. Charlie Warner, Luke Ford's coming in, Fitzpatrick coming in. So I'm really hoping that they use the tight ends a little more this year. Of all the talent on the offense, I really believe that Georgia has Georgia has potential to average 45 to 50 points a game. They, they really, really do. So, but on to that defense. I looked at I looked at the replay of the game the other day. Jake Fromm could have had four picks. And not because he just had an off day. They forced it on him. They really gave him a really hard time. One of the picks was picked off, but it was he was out of bounds, so it didn't count. And another one, Richard LeCount dropped it. But speaking of Richard LeCount, I remember Curry Smart saying how, you know, Richard has potential to be really good, but he doesn't know quite know what all it's going to take to be really good. And he's wondering, can he do it? Well, Richard heard him, and he was a madman out there. So I'm very excited about the secondary. DeAndre Baker looks like a shutdown corner as always. The defensive line looks good. The linebackers look good. Linebackers, oh boy. Monty Rice. Now everybody been talking about who's going to play for Carl Smith. Monty Rice. I tell you, 14 tackles. Yeah, he's trying to make a name for himself. He really is, and he did a wonderful job. Although Kirby said the inside linebacker will be done by, by committee, which I do believe because you got some of the great inside linebackers with Latrez Patrick and um, Monty Rice and Tate Crowder, not to mention a couple of incoming freshmen like maybe Channing Tindall who won't really contribute to the inside linebacker position. So we'll see how that goes. And so the defense, there's so many people to name. William Poole did a great job. Playing red, playing for the red and black team. He got an interception there. Uh, J.R. Reed looks even, looks to be even getting even better. Keon Brown, the senior, who hadn't made much noise in the past, has really came on strong. And it kind of goes to show you that sometimes it does take three to four years to really develop. But he looked really good on G Day. Um, Britton Cox, the freshman, that young man gonna be a player for a while. He's gonna be a player. I'm <laughs> very excited about him. And uh, it, it's, it's just going to be a very wonderful year. Oh, don't. Tyreek McGee. Tough, hard-hitting cornerback. It's going to be a very wonderful year. And coming up next, I'm going to get into the uh, incoming freshmen. But I'm really going to tell you why I believe that Georgia has a real great shot being real successful on defense. Despite the, despite the fact... We lost Roquan Smith, we lost Davin Bellamy, we lost Lorenzo Carter, Dominic Sanders, and a few others. Despite losing some very uh, great starters and very great leaders, this defense has a chance to be special, and I'm going to explain to you why. And for the 2018 season, coming up next. All right, welcome back. So, for those of you who don't know, there were nine early enrollees on the field uh, for G-Day. Uh, two of them was not allowed to participate because of injuries. One was Amir White, number one run back in America, come out of high school uh, for the class of 2018. Dealing with ACL injury, but he's healing up very well. Uh, and Devon Wilson, 
uh, out of Miami, number 26 cornerback in the country, who's doing very well, looking to make some noise there. But towards ACL, the third day of practice, unfortunately. But looks going to bounce back strong and hopefully get on the field pretty soon because I think he's a very special talent. Those who did act participate was, of course, Justin Fields, uh, number one player in America, and Kay Mays, number one offensive tackle in America, Brent Cox, the number two defense in America, Trey Hill, number two guard coming out in America, Kyrus Jackson, the number 23 wide receiver in America, and Warren Erickson and Devontae White, Devontae White, who was the number two defensive tackle coming out of JUCO, that's junior college. So, but kind of really excited about what's coming up here in June because a lot of these guys are going to contribute on uh, in, in September once they get ready to get here on campus. Uh, Adam Addison, Adam Anderson, the number one outside linebacker, Jamari Sawyer, number one guard. Jamari Sawyer, look for him to start on the offensive line. He's really that good, uh, very special. And for those of you in a local Decatur area, he actually played ball at Glenwood Hills. How about that? That was that's pretty amazing. Um, same part my nephew played ball at. Anyway, Tyson Campbell. I really believe with his talent level, his size, he's six two, uh, six, six two and a half, about, about six three, about one hundred ninety pounds. The number two cornerback in the country, another five star recruit. Look for him to get on the field and make some noise. Um, Quay Walker might need to add maybe a little more size. We'll see. But he looks to be a player here pretty soon. He was somebody that Joe's very high on. And uh, we flipped from, uh, he did commit from Alabama to stay home and chose Georgia. Otis Reese, that's a young man who's outside linebacker. He's the fifth rated outside linebacker in the country coming out of high school. But he's probably going to look to play a little safety. So he's probably looking to really help out in that secondary that we need help with, with the safeties, especially because the coverage kind of concerned about the Dell chart. Shannon Tindall, Mr. South Carolina, the number one player out of South Carolina and the number five inside linebacker in the country. I look for him to make some noise. Aziz Ojolari, the 10th ranked um, defense in the country, come out of Marriott High School, Taurus ACL. He hasn't quite, he hasn't rolled yet, but he's rehabbing well. He'll be here in June. He might get red shirt his first year, but look for him to make some noise coming up his sophomore year, so we'll see how that goes. The Dab Joseph, the the forefront defense, defensive back in the country, he'll be here in June. Tommy Bush, uh, the six five wide receiver, he'll be here in he'll be here in June. Run the four four forty. Chris Smith, very physical cornerback out of Hateville Charter, uh, four star cornerback. Jordan Davis out of out of North Carolina, six six three thirty. Jake Kamara, number one partner. Owen Con- Owen Condon, offensive tackle. He he should be here in June, as well as James Cook, the number three run back in the country. And um, probably getting some, but it's just so so many that can contribute in a major way, and it's it's, it's going to be really good. So here's where. You got all this young talent coming in, right? And so how does Georgia bounce back losing all that talent on defense line, on defense, all those starters? How does Georgia bounce back and still have a tough defense and get back to the national championship game? Here's how. 
it's a perfect storm. To me, it's a perfect storm because we have the benefit of having a very soft schedule this year. So, that means a lot of playing time, a lot of exposure. So, by the time we get to the SEC Championship game and probably face that team down west, down I-20 west, they will be very experienced. And by the, by the time they seem to get here, although you are you are a freshman, you're not really a freshman. You're well experienced. It's like it's almost like you're a sophomore. So I think it's gonna play out well for our benefit. And plus the chip we have on our shoulder for losing that game. I think it'll be another great season. And uh like Kirby said, we're staying right here. We're for real. And people have to deal with us on a regular basis. We're not going back. We're going forward. And you're going to see us every year. And have to deal with us every year. We're not going anywhere. We're going to be on top. And be in the top mix for a very long time. Anyway, I hope I didn't go too long today. Um, please come back. Subscribe. As always, love you guys. Go dogs. So, so, so happy that uh, G-Day was a success. And a little something to hold us over as the appetizers at a restaurant. To the main course come on September 1st when we play all CP and get the game, get the season started. As always, go dogs. I'm out. Have a good one.